This week, the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, it is a deep dive into your story, how to find your story, how to discover your story, tips to help you do this. What is a story and why is it so important? Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert Two longtime music industry pros discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. You've got Mike. I'm flying alone this week because Jay is literally flying as we're recording. He's flying back from uh, the Music Biz Conference that he was attending all week. Um, But I'm flying this one solo, and we have such an amazing discussion, deep dive, into all about your story, how to find your story and everything else. But before we get into this discussion, uh, I wanna just once again, every week we, and and we mean this so much, thank you to everybody at HypeBot. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, Bands in Town for all you do to support the Music Biz Weekly podcast. It means so much to us. And of course, thank you to our sponsor, discmakers.com. If you're a musician and you've been thinking of launching your next album as digital only, Disc Makers has created an offer just for you. Get 100 CDs and custom printed jackets for just $149. At this price, there's no risk to try CDs. CD jackets are lightweight and perfect for mailings, selling at shows, and they're easy to hand out as demos. They're also a great way to bond with fans while making some extra gig revenue. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your physical media, including custom vinyl manufacturing and USB drives. We've got this great offer for you. Head over to discmakers.com, get 100 CDs and custom printed jackets for just $149 from Disc Makers for a limited time. Um, so this week, uh, it's all about your story. We, Jay and I have mentioned story, story, story many times over the years. This episode is nothing but deep dive, how to discover your story, tips to find your story, what is a story, why is it so important. Um, You have to stick with us through this. I guarantee you, you're going to learn something very important about your story, and this is what you're going to use in your next press release, in your next bio, in your next about copy, in a next promo post. It's so important. Let it roll, and we'll see you at the end. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate you. This week, we are so excited to welcome Laura Ferrero. Did I get that right? You got it right. (laughs) Um, Laura is a branding and storytelling strategist and the founder of Story Harmony. You've also contributed as a journalist to a variety of major publications like Variety, Rolling Stone, LA Times, Nylon, LA Weekly, um, even as NME's West Coast editor. Laura, thank you for sitting down with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be joining you. So um, let's just dive right in. One of the things we've always talked about in the Music Biz Weekly podcast that is so important for all musicians, whether you're a solo artist, a band, it doesn't matter whether you're 
just starting out or you've been doing this for decades, um, it's your story. And, and, and what we've always said on the show here is, especially when it comes to, all right, you want to do a press release. You want to go pitch your music to somebody, whether, you know, it's radio, whether it's uh, uh, an interview, whether it's reviewers or whatever. The most important thing in that pitch is what's your story. And except for a very few bands that are out there, your story is not your new album, is not your new single, is not the music. Because, and we illustrate this in a way of that person you're pitching to has probably got an inbox filled with 500 other pitches. And it's all probably, you know, we're just going to assume it's all probably really good music. So how do you get your really good music to stand out above the pitch that came in just minutes before that also has really good music? And that's the story. Can you, can you elaborate what, is, what, what makes up a story? What do you look for in a story? Yeah, so I, I couldn't agree more with everything you just said. And, um, you know, it is interesting because as human beings, we don't just have one story. Our, our lives are kind of a series of stories that happen throughout throughout our lives. And, um, you know, of course, uh, as an artist, you would have your origin story, and that's very important. Um, but you're right, there there are stories beyond the release of a new album or the, the recording process that are so um, valuable to tell. And I think a lot of artists tend to leave that on the table. So, you know, what I what I did as a journalist when interviewing gosh, countless musicians from rising artists to established artists like Deborah Harry or Dave Grohl, I would really try to do some research beforehand. And I would certainly, um, you know, if there was a new album, talk to them about the album and the music, but then I would try to go deeper and find things that they were really passionate about, whether those were hobbies. Um, like actually yesterday I interviewed John Oates from Hall and Oates and we talked a little bit about his passions that he used to have for skiing and race car driving and then some of the good causes that he supports and you know social activism. So there are all of those things that can really make for a, a rich, well-rounded picture of you as an artist. And that can connect emotionally with your audience um, in a way that just kind of the basic story about your music, which those are very valuable too, stories behind songs, album inspirations, those you want to share as well. But I think people connect with other people, especially in the day and age of social media, they want to know more about you and who you are and what you love and what makes you tick. And those are all really valuable stories to share. Yeah, you know, you're 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 right. It's it's those stories that allow a fan to make a personal connection to the artist. And and why that's so important is if it if you're just leaving it up to you as a performer and the music, 
it's hard for most people to connect to that. Most people are not professional musicians. Most people have never written a song, never been in a band. They've always looked up to the musicians, but you can't make a personal connection at that level. It's when you, like you said, you get somebody to start talking about their hobbies or what do they do to relax that all of a sudden somebody might go, wow, I have the exact same hobby. And now that person is, is almost brought down to the same level as the fan. Now I can actually relate to that person. Yeah, it's so true. And you can engage on a different level with your fans. Um, I don't know if you saw during the the height of the pandemic, um, the band Bastille, they're big film buffs. They love movies. And so they launched a sort of a film club with their fans. And I think they I'm not I can't remember exactly how it worked. They might have screened some films and then they started interviewing some of their favorite uh, directors and actors who are in those films and that was a whole new way that they connected with their audience you know they they promoted it on social media and then there was a lot of mainstream media coverage that happened around it and they built out their fan base by sharing another of their passions that wasn't music um, Lizzo did it too with meditation. She she started doing little meditation sessions um, on, I think it was Instagram Live, where she played the flute and led meditations. And she had millions of people tuning in. And again, that got some media coverage for her as well. So just kind of, um, I, I feel like, you know, you don't want to artificially construct something it has to be authentic and genuine to who you are i think that's really that that's a really important point we we've mentioned that in the past as well that you have to be very careful you can't jump on a bandwagon jump on a story's bandwagon that might be happening or in 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 the news right now because if you get selected to talk about it you have to talk about it now with passion, like it's been part of you for your entire life. And I don't know, I, as a fan and as somebody who's been in the industry, I think people can quickly read and understand when it's not authentic. When somebody is just, oh, I'm all about this charity. Wait a second. You've never mentioned a charity in the last 40 years. Why today does it all of a sudden become the most important thing in your life. And if you're found to not be authentic, that can be quite damaging. Yeah, it's so true. And um, I actually did my master's thesis about the convergence of music and social activism. And I, I was able to interview everyone from Yoko Ono to Billy Bragg, who are, of course, known for their activism, to rising bands that were, you know, young and actually felt um, unsure of themselves. They, their causes that they supported and believed in, but they didn't feel like they were well-versed enough to speak out about it. And um, I can, I can totally understand that, but the passion was there. And so sometimes it's just about finding the confidence. I think some, as human beings, we're just afraid of alienating people by sharing certain parts of ourselves. hundred percent, especially in this day and age mm -hmm. that we're in right now, you know, 
anybody says anything and you're almost alienating 50% of the people that are out there. And, and to that point, I think it's important for artists to realize, and, and this isn't just for your story. I think this is important for your music and everything you do. You're not going to make everybody happy. Right. It's a hundred percent impossible. It will never ever happen that you can make everybody happy in what you say, what you post, what you record, what you release. So I feel like what's important is you as the artist have to be happy with what you're saying or doing. And if you are, then that's all that matters. Because at the end of the day, that authentic happiness is going to come out you're going to have people who are unhappy, but you don't really care about them because you are proud of what you've done and you're going to have the people that do support you. And that that's just further confirmation and reassurance that what you're doing is good. But I think a lot of artists, especially younger artists, might try and overanalyze and overthink what's going on of like, what's the best tactic to make the most people like us? And I think that approach is is doomed to fail it's just going to fail yeah i i agree and it's so natural it's it's human nature and you, you know a lot of us are don't want to create conflict and we want we want to be loved as humans right but i i believe that you want to find your audience not just any audience and they're the ones that will be more loyal and stick stick with you through thick and thin and, and be attracted by your stories. And I know, you know, sometimes like, for example, if there is a cause you're passionate about and perhaps it's something that um, can be polarizing and, uh, there are, um, like, um, a woman, uh, an artist that I think does a great job of this is Alison Russell. Um, she's a Canadian, uh, sort of Americana artist. She does a lot of work with Brandy Carlisle, and she's been posting a lot about gun control among many other issues. And, you know, in certain, certain circles, that is not what they course, would prefer yeah. and but i highly respect her for being so vocal about it and so do her fans you know and so i i counsel the <clears throat> excuse me the artists that i work with one-on-one -on -one to really lean into that and 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 like being who you are is your superpower and so if you can find the courage and some of what I do is also coaching like really convincing people that what they have to share is worthwhile that their stories are interesting that the things they care about really do matter and are worth sharing about um like we were saying before when it's authentic it really does connect on an emotional level and that's where you want to reach people so let me ask you, when you are working with an artist, and, and, and I've experienced this myself, where I'll be like, okay, we need to come up, what, what's the story for this album? What's the story for this single or this video? And so many times, the response is basically a deer in headlights. What do you mean? What's the story? What the story is, I finished it, and it's coming out. And, you know, part of the problem is they've been so close to this. It's their life. It's them that they don't see it as a story. They see the finished product as 
the accomplishment. And, you know, when, when I sit down, I'm like, okay, but that's not the story. As we said earlier, the music isn't the story. It's what, what drove you to create this album? What, what inspired you for the visuals that were in this video? What, you know, though, boy, those lyrics are pretty deep. Is there something else to this? Um, how do you get an artist to look inward and go, okay, I, I get what you're talking about. Let's, and then how to discover, how to discover a story. And, and what I mean by that is you might have a conversation and they'll throw out six different things and you're going to be like, no, that's not a story. No, that's not a story. No, that's the story. How do you help them achieve that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that I think is where my training as a journalist is really helpful. Um, because actually sometimes publicity agencies will refer their clients to me to come up with the more newsworthy story angles with them. And um, you know, my process is basically before so we we do uh sort of a an interview basically. It yeah. usually runs an hour, hour and a half. And before that, I do research. I look at all their digital touch points online, you know, see what they're, if they have a, an older bio on their website or if they have articles written about them, I'll do as much research as I can. And if they're a new artist, um, it's a little, you know, it's a little more challenging. I, I don't prepare quite as as much in advance, but I prepare a bunch of questions to try to get to the heart of the project. And what inspired them to create it, um, why they became an artist in the first place, you know, what they're trying to accomplish with it. And then I'll just ask some general questions like, what do you like doing outside of music? What lights you up? What are your hobbies? Are there any causes that you're passionate about? And then another, another thing that's helpful too, in terms of um, finding stories to share, like, were there any turning point moments in your life you can even divide it up by decades that are really memorable for you that impacted you and more, you know, more than anything you can remember. And what were the feelings and lessons associated with that? And so those, you know, sometimes some interesting things can come up around that, um, that sometimes are related to the art that they've just created, the, the album or the single. Um, and sometimes it's completely unrelated, but it could be a really interesting story to share. And um, it is hard. You know, there are some bands that will say something like, oh, I, I worked at a cafe with my bandmate and we dated for a while and uh, and we broke up, but we're still in the band together. And they're like, oh, that's not the most right. <laughs> compelling or newsworthy angle. But um, then there's a, there's an artist that I worked with. Um, his name is Carly Munoz, and he used to uh, play keyboards uh, for the Beach Boys, which is an interesting story. That's an interesting story. There, um, but there was so much more. You know, he put out a, a beautiful album called "Follow Me," and it was he's Puerto Rican. So one interesting story is he created it um, during Hurricane Maria. So he was doing a lot of the, the music by candlelight or the light of his cell phone because there were the power was out. Right. So I thought that was really interesting. And then the entire album uh, was inspired by 
the first African woman to win a Nobel Peace, Nobel Peace Prize for her environmental work, uh, Wangari Mathai. And a lot of the stories throughout the songs and the album were inspired by Wangari Mathai. And that was a, a, another really interesting way in, you know. So these are some examples of things that go beyond the norm. Well, so... You know, there's always there's always been a saying in the music industry that that an artist has had their entire life to prepare for the first album and maybe six months to prepare for their second album or, you know, a year or two years. But the the illustration is you've put your entire life into one and now you've had to crunch your life into a very small time frame to do number two. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times it can be easier to come up with what's the story for album one because that's your entire life there how do you approach it when it's the second release now and you can't retell that same story you can't use that same story again and again and again how do you get them to look in inward and go okay so what happened in the last six months that can become the story for your second release yeah, that's a good question. You know, there, it it of course varies from artist to artist, and there may have been some inspiration that did spark the second album that is really compelling. Um, even if it didn't happen over a lifetime, it could have happened in a short amount of time. You know, the origin story is still worth sharing for those that didn't catch it the first time, or you know, sharing it a little bit of a different way. And then maybe like there's a, another artist I've been working with and he um there was a little more than six months between albums sure but, um he, you know he had considered leaving the music industry and just wasn't feeling terribly inspired and then a, a trip to um Santiago de Compostela in northern Spain you know a famous pilgrimage site he actually had a, a bit of an epiphany walking on the cobblestone streets there in Spain of the direction of the new album. And so we dove into that, you know, and kind of unpacked it and found out what was behind it and really leaned into that story to share about from, this album. From, 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 a, from a strategy standpoint, a lot, and especially when you're talking an album, a, a number of singles, you know, a lot of times you'll come up with one story to encompass in, 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 in that entire release. You know, here's the story of the album. Here's the story of the EP. But obviously, in this day and age, it's also very popular for artists to release. Some artists like to release every song as a single, so, you know, release a single. Six weeks later, a second single, six weeks, six weeks, six weeks, and then the album is released. Now, how how challenging is it to come up with a different story for every single release? Because again, I don't think you can effectively take the overall story for that album and just use that for every single that becomes pretty boring you've heard that over and over and over again you know now now you're really asking that artist you've got one song here one song what is the story of this one song so i can pitch this new single 
for a review, for an interview, because and 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 why you want to do that is maybe the first two singles didn't connect with somebody, you know, a, a reviewer. It just didn't connect. That third single is the connection point. But it's got again. How do you entice them to come up with yet another story and yet another story? I mean, that could be like saying you got to come up with ten stories. And listen, as a marketing person, I hope to God they can come up with more than ten stories to make an album exciting, but it can be challenging. You've got to come up with 10 different stories, one for every single, and they can't be the same. Yeah, no, it's true. And it can be challenging. Um, You know, some will just jump off the page. Like there's an obvious story behind it. Others, not, maybe not so much. And, you know, I try to look at different areas. Like, did you work with any collaborators on the song? You know, what was, what was that process? Like, maybe that's a story you can tell about this particular single. Um, I I saw recently on Instagram, um, Hershikesh Herway, he's the host of the Song Exploder podcast, and he's also uh, an independent musician. And he shared the story. It was really moving and emotional. I ended up in tears after watching this, like, you know, Instagram reel about how he recorded a string section in one of his songs that was inspired. His mother had recently passed away, and it was her voice speaking to him through the strings in the song. And, you know, that was really uh, memorable and and emotionally connected me with him, uh, even though I haven't had that experience. Mm -hmm. And um, things like that, you can lean into one element of the song and really expand on it. And again, you want it to be authentic, but you can challenge yourself to to find... um, something about it a kernel that you find really interesting or exciting about it and then share about that have you do you have issues where you'll be talking to an artist and and you've got a almost before talking about what the story is you're 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 having a discussion of i need you to be very open here i need you to under you know you almost need to draw your boundaries of what you're willing to reveal and what you aren't willing to reveal and you know a lot of artists might say well listen i'd write songs i'll reveal everything in a song but that's a bit different you know the lyrics a lot of times you know people may not understand the lyrics of a of the song for another 6 months until they really pay attention but if you did an interview and somebody was like yeah, so talk to me about your mother passing away. How do you prepare somebody to go, okay, if you're bringing that up, you're going to have to be able to dig deep and you're going to have to talk about this and it could be very emotional. And and I guess where I'm going is, is there a right and a wrong? If somebody says, no, I can't do that, is it is it fine to just say, okay, no, we don't have to talk about that, but we have to understand the boundaries of what you're willing to reveal in your stories. Yeah, I think it is important to respect boundaries and it it is it can be challenging to share about something really um maybe that you haven't processed yet emotionally and perhaps an artist doesn't want to share that publicly and I I respect that but I do really try to get them as you said to be open, honest and vulnerable and 
um, share if they feel comfortable. And then after the, after our interview, for example, if there's something that they realize that they don't feel comfortable sharing publicly, I, I tell them, just let me know. And it very rarely happens. Actually, once they've shared it, I find it can often feel kind of cathartic. And then we kind of explore ways to share it that, um, that maybe if they're, they're hesitant, don't, like they re- they reveal enough, but it doesn't make them feel very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I feel I'm not like your typical aggressive reporter with a microphone in your face, like tell me everything. Right. I think maybe because I'm generally soft-spoken and more introverted and shy just by nature. I'm trying to, <laughs> to be a little less so, but that's just kind of who I am. And I, I think sometimes that that can help people feel a little more comfortable opening up um when when we talk so that helps yeah. too yeah you know i think i think it's important for an artist to realize if you mention this as your story in your bio whatever it's going into your epk um then you need to be prepared somebody somebody might approach it delicately but somebody else might be that hard-nosed reporter and really push you on it. And you have to be prepared either way. And that's why you draw these boundaries because if somebody says, I just can't, I can't go into the the passing of my mother. It's like, okay, well then we are just going to keep that completely out of everything. So nobody will even think to ask that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I, my approach is not to push that. Like if there's a reason, maybe they're feeling a little insecure or they're not convinced that it's interesting enough to share, that's where I'll coach them and reassure them that it absolutely right. is. But if it really is an emotional wound that hasn't healed and it really makes them uncomfortable, I, I don't push that. Yeah, because, it, you know, once it's out there, you can't take it back. That That's the big thing. If 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 we, the team members, understand your boundaries, we can do our best to keep those topics from ever getting out. And then nobody will be talking to you about them. But if you, as the artist, don't draw those boundaries, it's very difficult when somebody's like, well, why did they ask me about this? Well, it's because it's in your bio. If you didn't want to be asked about it, it should have never been released. Yeah, it's true. And it is, I have noticed that as artists get older, and I've worked with some more seasoned artists that have been in the business for a long time. And um, I helped one of them with a book project. And one of the first things he said upon our, I guess, our first meeting to really dive into things is I'm going to be completely open and honest and vulnerable with you. And, uh, and I really appreciate that. I was like, that's when we get to the good stuff. But again, if there are wounds that haven't healed, it's, it may not be advisable to do that yet. There might come a time later, but perhaps not it's, yet. It's, it's always easier to work with an artist who is too revealing and you can trim away the stuff that's not as important than an artist who doesn't reveal anything where you're just like, please tell me one thing. Just give me one thing. Yeah, it's true. And it is interesting. I had an artist a few months ago I worked with that was referred to me by um, by a record label. And 
they had just written or had a bio written by somebody else and they weren't very happy with it because the artist um, themselves uh, told me that they they didn't feel comfortable opening up to this person and so they didn't you know they blamed themselves like that was my fault I wasn't I wasn't forthcoming and so I, I don't know how we did it exactly but we seemed to have a good rapport and just hit it off and I think we got to some really interesting material before we before we wrap up here, could you give give all of our listeners like three three tips of discovering your story? I guess that would be the way I would look at it. Three tips on on how to discover your story. Yeah, so I I want to I guess reemphasize that we have several stories throughout our lives. So um, there are some ex- you know, exercises that I that I give to my clients who feel stuck. Um, and one is the thing we talked about, the turning point moments in your life. So identify maybe for each decade of your life, two turning point moments that really impacted you that were really memorable. And then journal it out. Like, what did you feel? What did you learn? How did that influence who you are today and and what you're doing now? That can be a really good source of some stories. Um, I also, you know, also, especially on social media, where a lot of people are communicating now, I say content can often fall into three buckets, you know, educational, So maybe you can talk about something that you are an expert at that might be relevant to your audience, Um, entertaining a picture of you performing on stage or, you know, something else that, that you love, that you're interested in, that you can explain, and then inspirational. And here's where you can get really deep and share some of your own inspirations and connect with people emotionally. That's also where you can share about the causes you support. So those are some buckets that I think if you think in those terms can help inspire some of your stories. And then I also, I might as well mention, I have a a free guide on my website. It's a step-by-step guide to creating your most authentic brand story. And that is more an origin story exercise. That's kind of that has a bunch of steps for for delving into what your backstory is and, and how to present it in a succinct and compelling way. Um, on that note, what's your website? Where can people go to, to download this? Where can they contact you if they've got questions or want to work with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So my website is um, my name, Laura Ferrero. So L-A-U-R-A-F-E-R-R-E-I-R-O.co, not .com, but .co. Um, The free guide, there should be a pop-up that appears. So you can just download the free guide. um, And you can contact me through my website as well. Laura, this 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 has been a fascinating conversation. I think it's so important, um, you know, at the root of everything somebody's going to do around their music and their career is that story. That story is what will inspire your songs, could inspire your performances. Uh, but as we said early on, a lot of artists are so focused on the music that they're just like, all right, the music's done. The music is great. 
that old saying, let the music do the talking. And it's like, eh, sadly, you know, sadly, you, that's you know, with, <laughs> with, with so much music being released these days, music alone will no longer be able to do the talking and you, the artist have to do that through your story. That's so true. And I was talking to a musician the other day and he was, he was saying like, when I love an artist, I want to know more about who they are. Like, even, even if I love the music and the music does speak for itself, I'm so curious to know where they, where they're from, what inspired them. And I think it's just a natural part of our human nature that we're curious. To well, know yeah, more. we want, we want to connect with something that we love and, you know, as, as a fan for many decades of music, there's nothing, nothing cooler or more exciting to a fan to have that little personal connection that they can make. And that's, to me, that's one of the beautiful things of social media is an artist can have that personal connection without actually having to have a face-to-face real world connection, which can sometimes be, let's be frank, can be dangerous. It can be challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 a lot that can come in the real world from having that connection. But with the safety of social media, you can have a personal connection without, you know, being in the same room, without revealing where you your your address, without revealing where your parents live. That is something fans crave. It's so true. And I know sometimes it can feel like another chore on your to-do list for some artists. Like some artists just love it and love interacting and engaging with their fans on social media. Others find it harder to find the time. And I totally get that. But I think um, it is a very powerful tool for building community. And, you know, one, one little thing I'll add is I do encourage artists to build up their own media, or excuse me, their own email list um, through their website. So it's not only via social media, because as you know, the the platforms are changing all the time. I oh, yeah, the algorithms, changing, the algorithms and, changing. You know, now they want you to subscribe to them. And it, I mean, here, at the end of the day, you don't own any of your fans on any social media platform. Exactly. I think I'm I'm preaching to the choir here, but if you can build, you know, take your audience off social media, so find some of them there, but then encourage them to sign up for a free download on your website and capture their information and maybe send them a monthly newsletter with your news and your stories. And that way you're not having to worry about the algorithms changing or I heard that TikTok was banned in Montana today. Montana today or yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what does that mean? We don't know. We don't know people. And and all we do know is social media is always changing, but social media is owned by somebody else. And that somebody else has a different agenda than you do. Their agenda is for themselves to make money off of you and your fans. That's not your agenda. Right. So right. don't, and don't, don't rely on them. 
Right. So leverage it to your advantage and use it as a tool for connecting um, and bring them off to where there's not, you know, also social media, you're scrolling and so many other things can distract you and attract your attention. And if you're communicating directly via uh, email, it's, it's a lot more focused and you can really do what you want with it. There isn't a character limit and it doesn't have to be a video of a certain length. You know, you can get more creative and use that as a vehicle for sharing your stories as well. hundred percent. Laura, thank you so much for sitting down with, with us today. Um, this was, this was fascinating. This is something every artist needs to listen to and needs to think about with everything they're doing in their career, whether it's, you know, a new single, a new album, a new EP, a new video, a new tour, you know, those stories are what, what everybody's going to connect to at the end of the day. And if they connect to it, that's going to get you more attention. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So thank you so much. Um, I I appreciate this. Thank you. Just want to thank Laura for sitting down with us. You know, if you've been a longtime listener to the Music Biz Weekly podcast, you know, we preach it's about the story. And this was such a great deep dive discussion into what is the story, how to find your story, tips to help you. Um, You know, by all means, check out Laura's website, download her free guide. Um, I just can't stress enough. If you are going to release something, you got to be thinking about that story right away. Don't think about it the day before the album is dropping because you're feeling that pressure, but make that part of the whole process of your release strategy. Come up with that story. Um, one one more time, just a quick shout out and thanks to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and Bands in Town for all you do to support us at the Music Biz Weekly podcast. And of course, thank you to our sponsor, DiscMakers.com. Go check them out. If you are interested in a sponsorship with the Music Biz Weekly podcast, reach out. Jay and I would be happy to chat with you and bring you on board. That's it, everybody. We will see you next week. Visit DiscMakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping. Up to professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship opportunities. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.